Greetings. Welcome to Average Joe's Fantasy. I'm your host, Steve Nordyke, and we are making our way towards the July 31st trade deadline, a couple weeks out. Uh, it's the middle of July. You know, it's kind of the teams are starting to fade away. Other teams are starting to pick up steam. This is your opportunity. I mean, July is really moving month. You know, it's up to you to decide now if your team's going to be a contender or a pretender. And we got some uh, we have some suggestions here that can help you uh, hopefully get out of the pretender status category. Uh, thanks for joining us. Email me as always, avgjoesfantasy at yahoo.com, avgjoesfantasy at yahoo.com. Do my best to respond with something intelligent, or at least intelligible. As long as it can be understood, that's really the main goal. Uh, intelligence, I cannot guarantee. Proper grammar and punctuation, I will do my best on. Uh, let's see, let's give you a little update on our teams here. Average Joe's team, 70 points in seventh. Have gone nowhere, and... Uh, yeah, it looks like I'm in the pretender category in that league. My Roto teams, I got one in first, two in third, and then six, seven, and six. So right now it's time for those, uh, the six, seven, and six. You know, I just can't, just can't stand there. You know, it's time to make moves. And I have. I've got a couple of them that I'll go over with you. I made actually a couple of trades just today that we'll, uh, we'll go over. You know, just try to show you what I mean about uh, making, making moves to, to look to the future so you can get up in the money. Uh, my head-to-head teams are just monsters, every single one of them. Um, I've got one that's in fourth right now, and that's the worst one I have. I've got like three or four in first, a couple in second. Uh, really, it's first, second, and that one in fourth. So my head-to-head teams are are crushing, and, and mainly on the strength of pitching like I've talked about before. You know, Make sure you're streaming starters. Make sure you're picking up... Uh, Picking up guys on the wire who can get you wins, who can get you strikeouts, you know, and even some of these leagues where I've gone, my, my pitching is really, really not that great. Uh, you know, these guys on these guys that I'm picking up are able to win me a category in strikeouts, win me a category in wins, and we'll sneak we'll sneak an ERA and a WHIP once in a while, sometimes both. So this week, I mean, we've got. Let's see. I'll just I'll tell you my head to head right now. So today, five four win. 9-5 win. That's a custom league with like 15 categories. 6-3 win. 9-1 win. 6-3 win. 5-5 five, five, and a 4-6. The 5-5 five, five is in first. Uh, the 4-6, I'm in fourth, and I played the first place guy. So uh, I feel pretty fortunate to come out at 4-6. My team was terrible this week. Um, but that's really it. I mean, oh, dropped my phone. For like the last six weeks or so, I mean, really it's been – it's been on, I, I win every league except maybe for one. So I'll, I'll lose one a week, tie one, and then the rest will win. Or I'll tie two. Or I mean, I've been really fortunate on these head-to-head leagues in the past, you know, six weeks. So they've all done really well. Uh, hopefully it continues, you know, obviously. And, and we get to the playoffs and I can not fizzle out, which is the goal of everybody. Uh, I mean, obviously you want to Goal number one, like I've said before, make the playoffs. Goal number two, get a bye. You know that's it. And goal number three, you play for you play for the either first or second. Those are the three goals. You know, as long as you get in, great. If you if you, if you get in with a bye, at least then you'll be playing for money. And playing for money is what everybody's going for here. You know, we want every game to count. So I hate playing the the, the play in game. You know, like when the top two seeds have a bye, 
Because if you lose that first round, you're done. You're not playing for any cash. At least if you win, you can play for third uh, and, and some money. So see some of the trades I've made uh, all today, actually. I'm trading Harper, Corey Seager, and Kyle Schwarber for Sean Doolittle and J.D. Martinez. That's on a Roto League. I'm trading Malik Smith and Zach Elfin for Patrick Corbin. That's on a Roto League. And I'm trading Jordan Alvarez and Mike Clevenger for J.D. Martinez and Blake Snell. And anybody who's listened knows that I like Jordan. I was saying go out and get him you know, a month ago, three weeks ago, whatever it was. And Clevenger, he was my AL Cy Young pick uh, starting off the year. So to trade them, I must have you know, had to have gotten a great haul. And I think J.D. and Snell is a great haul. You know, Jordan, he's got a little bit of an injury thing going on. Uh, he's still hitting the ball well. He had a little bit of struggles, you know, but I'm concerned that he goes two for 20. He's back in the minors. You know, he, I'm sure he'll be back up in September, but I don't want to miss any time with him, you know. So it's always a concern. Uh, I think he's great. Like I said, go out and get him. You know, I don't trade any important pieces to get him, but I think I traded, what, Quintana and uh, somebody just like Quintana for him. So it wasn't a loss at all. And Clevenger, while dominant in his last start, uh, I mean, he's awesome. So, yeah, I'm losing a good piece in Clevenger. I rather would have traded somebody else who's not as valuable. But, I mean, Snell crushed today. Had a great start. JD's been scuffling. He's like a like 100th overall player. He has to do better. And I'm assuming that for the rest of the year, you know, from now until the end of the season, including the playoffs, JD's going to do better than Jordan. And I think Snell should do better than Clevenger. So those are the ones I made today. For Malix, I have him on like four or five teams. I'm just not, I'm not even playing him, really. He's got 27 steals, but I can't even afford to play him because he doesn't do anything. He hits terrible. So he gets like six steals a month or seven steals a month, but he doesn't do anything else, um, which is fine if you're going to have him on your bench, but I'd rather be able to upgrade. I mean, Zach Elfin is a marginal rosterable guy, whereas Patrick Corbin will get me strikeouts, uh, wins. The Nationals are in the thick of it. He's going to keep playing, and he should do far better than Elfin. I think it's a big upgrade to trade a guy on the bench who really is not even playing for me, uh, for Corbin. If you have any idea, have any thoughts about that trade, let me know. I thought about that for a little bit uh, before I sent it out, actually. I mean, I sent out a bunch of trades today with Malik, sent them on different leagues. I keep dropping stuff. So my thought with Malik is that he's got such a big steal number. You know, I targeted teams. Uh, I don't want to trade him to somebody who's going to leapfrog me or somebody who could, you know, pull ahead of me. I traded him to guys... Either, either beyond me, like, you know, ninth, tenth guys, or someone who is, like, second, uh, trying to either bump down somebody in front of me or, uh, you know, the guys behind me don't matter. So if they move up a couple spots and steals, that's great, as long as they can, you know, pass somebody ahead of me. So a lot of thought goes into who I'm, who I'm offering trades to. I'm not trading them to somebody who's either going to, who's right behind me or two spots behind me, you know, can gain a bunch of points, or the guy in front of me who could pull away from me. I'm trying to catch these guys on top. So I'm going to strengthen the teams behind me and uh, weaken the ones in front of me, hopefully. And Harper, Seeger, and Schwarber, it's basically Harper for Doolittle and JD. Seeger and Schwarber are, I mean, Schwarber's, Schwarber, Schwarber's barely rostable. He's a guy you want on the end of your bench. Seeger hasn't hit well since he's been since he's been activated. Um, Doolittle, I don't have any. I have, like, I think I have Carlos Martinez uh, as my closer on that team. I don't think I have anybody else. But I, I haven't been able to get anybody. It's been terrible. Um, so yeah, same thing, same idea with JD and Doolittle. I'm getting a closer who's not going to lose his job. The Nationals aren't going to trade for another closer. They might trade for a reliever, another you know, another, like like somebody like Alex Colony or something, and put him behind him. 
but they're not going to put anybody ahead of Doolittle. So I feel confident making that trade. I don't like trading for somebody like Brad Hand or um, Will Smith. You know, I'm not going to put a lot of a lot of a lot of money into those trades because those dudes could easily be traded and back up somebody. So if I'm trading for a closer, I'm trading for somebody who's established and not going to lose their job. Harper, you know, I like Harper. So Harper and JD, I think, are kind of a wash. You know, those are both guys that I want to go out and get. Um, I think JD should outperform Harper the rest of the season. They've both been disappointing, but I think JD should outperform him. But really, it's Seeger and Schwarber for Doolittle. I considered Harper and JD kind of a wash, but Seeger and Schwarber for Doolittle is a great, a great trade uh, that I would make all day. So I think I come out ahead in that trade as well. Hopefully, they all go through now. The the Alvarez and Clevenger for JD and Snell may not just because it's you know two big name players you know first rounder and a third or fourth rounder to uh, the waiver guy and somebody I drafted in like the eighth round so hopefully they go through uh, so, you know like my strategy right now like I've said this is this is the time to move it's time to make your team serious you know you're either gonna fade or you're gonna move up uh, you gotta go for it right now if you're in sixth seventh eighth somewhere in there you still have plenty of time to make up spots. But you're going to have to do something. Relying on your players just to do better than everybody else's struggle is not a strategy. Um, so you're going to have to go out and make a move. Whether or not it's small, something small, whether it's an upgrade, um, whatever. You're going to have to do something. And if you want to finish, if your goal is to finish sixth in every league, then, you know, stay, stay, stay in the status quo. But my goal is not to finish, not to finish sixth. I want to finish in the money. And the only way to do that is to, you know, go out and get guys who are struggling or, Trade for someone, you know. Trade somebody to somebody who's who who has a position a position need. You know, if they lost Mondesi, uh, they're gonna have an infield need, and you could be the guy to trade them. You know, Andrews or something like that to fill in that spot. So go out and get disappointing stars. Ones I'm looking at: Harper, Goldie, JD, Snell, Bauer, Benintendi, Blackman, Sale, Nola. Those are all guys that I want to trade for right now. And I'm not, you know, Blackman, he's not struggling as bad as everybody else, but he's been terrible since the All-Star break. I uh, did hit a home run today, though. Actually went four for five today. But these are all guys that I want to invest in because they have a history of, of performing well. And if I have Jordan and somebody like, well, I don't know, I have a whole list of guys later to talk about sell high. But if I have somebody like Chris Paddock or Mike Miner, uh, Josh Donaldson, Luis Castillo, Loriano, I mean, any of these players, I'll package them together and take Harper and take my chances with Harper. You know, maybe he gets hot for the final two months and hits, you know, 18 home runs or something or 15 home runs, something ridiculous, and, and puts you over the top. That's what I'm going for here. Um, if you're down in 10th or 11th, you really need to go out and get every star you can get that's struggling and trade away or trade, you know, trade away every, every good player you have um, to go get struggling stars because you know, what, what you have is not working. You know, if you have Bellinger in your 11th, you need to trade Bellinger for a package of players uh, who are struggling. Now, you're looking off, uh, you know, lesser stars as well. James Paxton, Patrick Corbin, uh, Michael Brantley, and somebody like Reese Hoskins. Those are all guys I want to I'll take, you know, Paxton today got hammered. So he might even hit the waiver wire on some, some, some leagues. But I would definitely take a shot on Paxton. I'm not trading... I'm not trading uh, Luis Castillo for him because Castillo's better. You know, when I'm talking about somebody like Paxton, I'm looking at a player like Quintana, maybe Quintana and uh, oh, Malik Smith, maybe. That might even be too much for Paxton. But if you have Malik sitting there on the bench, 
might be worth it for uh, trading for him right now. And if you can package away guys who are not really that valuable to you, packaging somebody like Paxton, um, maybe you package somebody like Brantley if you, if you have an excess of outfielders. Even though I like Brantley, I think he's going to have a nice second half. But if you're looking to get somebody like Doolittle or uh, Aroldis Chapman, um, then you're going to need to pay up for it. You know, Kenley Jansen's not going to come cheap. So if the team is struggling, they're going to look to trade closers as well. If you can trade two for one, two, two, you know, two players that may help them, you know, Matt Chapman, uh, you know, Matt Chapman, Nelson Cruz, somebody like that, you could steal one of these great closers. And Nelson Cruz is a guy you could trade for as well. You know, he's he's been doing all right. Same with kind of uh, Edwin Encarnacion. You know, the luster is kind of worn off a little bit. He's kind of he's the same guy he always has been. And you can go out and get him for for, for a couple of decent players. You know. Uh, that may help you. He may get hot in the last couple, you know, couple months. He's always a second half player. So I just went off on a tangent, and I'll come back now. So if you're trading for a closer, don't put together a package of players for someone like Luke Jackson or Carlos Martinez. Those guys have to be throw-ins. Or if you are trading for them, make sure you're trading somebody that's not gonna, you know, it's not uh, worth way more than what you're getting back. I mean, Carlos Martinez could get traded tomorrow, and then that's it. Same with Luke Jackson. The Braves could trade for somebody better, which they should, and they. I, I hope they will. I mean, you can't just you can't just have Luke Jackson when you're in a pennant race. You have to have somebody better. But if you're if you're desperate for saves, then you could trade somebody. Uh, I don't know if you have like Luke Voigt, maybe you trade him for Carlos Martinez and somebody else struggling. Uh, you, you want you want these extra closures to be throw-ins, kind of. Or if you're looking to improve, you're adding them with somebody like Luke Voigt to go out and get Goldie, something like that. All right, so now I've mentioned it a lot. Injured list guys, you have to go out and get them. They, they're discounted. You know, day after they get hurt, probably not. A week after, you know, make a move for them. If somebody's been hurt for a while, uh, like Mitch Hanniger or Marcelo Zuna, you know, the price comes down, and you can you can make you can make pretty decent trades for them. You know, if you trade if you offer Luke Jackson and I don't know, it's a decent outfielder that I can't think of off the top of my head because I'm pretty pretty dumb. But if you offer, uh, you know, even like Carlos Martinez, you might be, able to, might be able to steal away Ozuna from a guy who's struggling or in the pennant race, you know. Uh, teams who are behind as well. I mean, people who are on, are on the top may hold on to him, you know, because they can afford to wait. But somebody who's behind, you can't wait another three weeks or four weeks for Ozuna to come back. So you might take Aaron Hicks and Luke Jackson for Marcelo Ozuna. And that would be a pretty fair offer. You know, especially if you're at the top and you're looking for, you know, someone to carry you into the into the playoffs, that'd be a great kind of trade. If you're on the bottom, you know, you really can't afford to be trading for somebody like Marcelo Zuna right now or somebody who's out for quite a while. You know, Matt Carpenter, you don't know when he's going to come back. David Peralta, um, Eloy Jimenez, going to be out for a while. And I don't even have Stanton on that list because really, unless you're at like the first or second and you're not offering really much for him, I mean, you're never going to be able to, to, to offer, you're never going to be able to make a fair trade somebody with Stanton. Somebody with Stanton is going to want somebody good, you know, Michael Brantley for him or something. And I'm never trading Brantley for Stanton. So it probably won't happen. But you're looking for guys like Adalberto Mondesi. Maybe you could steal him. Wilson Contreras, definitely go for him. If you need a catcher or if you have a catcher who's like D'Arnaud, Travis D'Arnaud, Travis or um, crap, the guy from Seattle, I don't ever remember his name, or Jorge Alfaro from, from Miami. He's in Miami. You know, you can make a little package them together for somebody like Contreras right now. You know, go out and get them. 
Uh, Zach Wheeler, the same thing. Marcelo Zuna, I just mentioned. Tim Anderson's been out for a while. Matt Carpenter, you'll probably be hitting waivers in most leagues. David Peralta, I scooped up off of waivers, but you could make it an offer for him, you know. Uh, Aaron Hicks for Peralta, probably a pretty fair trade. I think Hicks, well, maybe that's too much. Yeah, I don't know who you'd be able to trade for him. Eloy Jimenez, probably hitting the wire. Mitch Hanniger and Hunter Strickland as well. Um, any of these guys on the waiver wire, you're picking up automatically if you're a Roto League. If you're in head-to-head, it's going to be somebody special to pick up. You don't want to burn those those weekly pickups. So make sure if somebody like if David Peralta hits the wire, you might burn one on him. Same with uh, Marcelo Zuna. Uh, obviously, Contreras and Montesi are never going to hit the wire, but Zach Wheeler might. That, that's a pickup I'd, I'd make. I'd, put a, I'd probably put a claim in on him. Uh, waiver guys to look for who could help you out here in the next week or two weeks, especially head-to-head. There's a bunch of pitchers on here. Zach Plesak pitched good today. Michael Pineda pitched good today. Uh, Oscar Mercado has been doing pretty well. Uh, he's a nice guy to have on the, on, the, on the end of your bench, you know. He starts doing well, you put him in. He struggles, you, you cut him. He starts doing well, you try to trade him. Uh, Keston Hira from uh, Milwaukee, doing pretty well in the infield spot. And if you need one, because Montessi got hurt, he's uh, worth a look for sure. Uh, Desclafani from the Reds, he had like 12 Ks today. Uh, Margot, my man, from uh, San Diego, he had a pretty nice month. And if you haven't uh, noticed, it's, it's fine. I didn't really notice either. But I got him on a couple teams now. Uh, Tyler O'Neill, good guy to have at the end of the bench. Freddie Galvis, again, if you're, if you're hurting because Montessi's out, Galvis is a nice fill-in. And Nate Aldi, you know, I, I picked him up on a bunch of teams on, on my DL spot. And he now he got activated today, I think, or yesterday. So if he's still out there on the wire, you might want to, you know, speculate and grab him. He's worth a shot to be the closer in Boston. Uh, people to watch. You know, speaking of closers, you're, you know, as we're getting close to the 31st, of July here with the trade deadline. You're going to want to watch for these closers getting moved and these setup guys taking over. Uh, you know, Sometimes it happens where a closer and a setup guy get traded, and that kind of sucks when you make a make a big move and grab a bunch of these setup guys, and all of a sudden they're dealt two days later. But watch these watch these setup guys, You know, because some of these closers are going to move for sure. There's going to be some movement. So if you have you know Sam Dyson, I think I mentioned him last time, he's been doing really well, and he has experience. So Will Smith gets moved, it's going to be Dyson. Uh, Joe Jimenez on Detroit. Shane Green blew a save today. Uh, Detroit has to move him. They, they just can't. They, there's no way they can keep him again. They should have moved him last year. This year he's doing even better. They have to move him. Joe Jimenez is next in line. Um, Lorenzen from Cincinnati. I picked him up on what Thursday, and he got, a, he got me one save, which was pretty great as Razzle Iglesias was gone. But yeah, keep an eye on him. You, can, you, can, you don't have to play him. But you can just put him on the end of your bench. And if somebody, something you know, somebody comes through that you have to have or you have a need somewhere else, you let them go. But you, you need to speculate right now because as soon as as soon as Roswell gets traded, uh, he's going to be the number one guy to pick up, and he's going to be gone in like two hours across the board. So, get, getting out in front of some of these setup guys is uh, a big way to to improve for the second half of the year, especially if you've traded away a couple closers to to get back into it, or if you're trading them now. You know, if you're trading uh, Craig Kimbrell or Rolled as Chapman to you know improve your your starters or add some outfielders or something you know then then you're going to need to pick up saves you don't you don't want to just plummet in that category so you want to start speculating on some of these guys just like AJ Minner as well I mean if if Luke Jackson falls apart you know Minner could be is, is the next guy I suspect the Braves will trade for somebody but he's a guy having a few teams just in case in case Jackson falls apart uh, and uh, 
there was an oh, update today, by the way. Sean Kelly was injured for, for Texas. So Leclerc, grab him if you can. They didn't say what happened to him. Just said he got, Kelly got hurt in warm-ups. Um, but yeah, go out and get Leclerc everywhere you can right now. Put me on pause and go out and get him. Hopefully you got Leclerc and you're back now. <laughs> uh, let's go with the good, bad, and the ugly. I got a bunch of players on the good. There have been a lot of players that I, I like, and I'm trying to be more positive now. So Mookie Betts has been really good. Mike Trout's been really good. Ronald Acuna's been amazing. Manuel Margot snuck in there. A.J. Pollock, uh, who I don't like, but he's there. Taylor Rogers has been great in Minnesota. Jose Ramirez is heating it up, doing well. Fernando Tatis Jr., the real deal. Uh, DJ LeMahieu doing really well, and Ramon Laureano crushing. Bad, you got Blackman, Trevor Bauer, Didi Gregorius, Malik Smith. Blackman has been terrible since the All-Star break. Like I said, he had a really nice game today, so maybe he's uh, maybe he's back out of the funk. And ugly, of course, Joey Votto leading the way. Uh, Josh Bell has been terrible the last month. D. Gordon is horrible, barely rosterable, really. And Joey Lucchese uh, has been getting shelled. So if you picked him up for a couple spot starts, you suffered. Uh, some of the players that sell high right now. I put Eduardo Escobar on there. I don't know if I really want to sell him high. I don't. He can't possibly keep up what he's doing now, but he's a good player. So if if you hang on to him like I am, then I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, if you could go out and get Nolan Arenado, if you could do Escobar and you know a marginal player like uh, Luke Jackson or Risley Glacius or something, just to upgrade to, to to Arenado, I certainly would. I mean, Arenado's a you know, a fantastic player, but I wouldn't be trading Trevor Bauer and Escobar for Arenado. It's just too too much. So Escobar's been been crushing. So you could sell him high, but it has to be for you know the top of the top of the range here. Josh Bell absolutely should be selling him high. Um, if you traded Josh Bell for Goldie straight up, I don't think that would be a bad move. Um, I'd probably get a sweetener with Goldie. Goldie in a closer. Goldie in uh, an injured guy. You know. Improve somewhere else because I think Goldie's going to outproduce Bell the rest of the year. Uh, Lucas Giolito, he's been doing all right still. I still want to move him out. Uh, let's see. Rafael Devers, again, if you're trading Devers, you're trading for the top of the range, and that is Arenado. Because Devers is like, I don't know what, the top 10 player? He's been destroying it. And this could be, I mean, this is his breakout. Um, so I don't know if he's going to slow down enough, but I know Arenado's, you know, the, the, the pinnacle of third base. So if you're going to trade Devers, it has to be for Arenado or somebody along this, you know, top five player, uh, you know, bets, trout range. You wouldn't, you won't be able to trade Devers straight up for any of these guys, but you could possibly get him, you know, you add, you add a sweetener that's cheap enough, you could possibly grab one of these guys. And I'm certainly doing that if I'm on the top of the top of uh, my league. If I'm one to five or one to four, that I am trading Devers and trying to get Arenado. Really, he's the only one. I don't know. I don't think I'd trade Devers for Rendon. Uh, I think Rendon is, is great. He's put up an amazing year. But so is Devers, so I don't think there's much difference for the rest of the way. Uh, Rendell may, may outproduce him a little bit, but it's not going to be my much. It's certainly not going to be worth a, a closer or something like Doolittle or something like that. So Devers, for only the extreme top of the range, Charlie Morton, uh, I would ship him out as soon as possible. I mean, not only could he eat me, he could be dealt, I guess, but I don't think he's that, that good. I think he's, right now he's pitching, he's pitching, he's pitching as, as well as he ever has. And if I'm trading Morton, again, I'm trading for the top of the range. Or someone like Bauer. You know, if I could trade Morton for Bauer, I'd do that. Or Morton for Snell, I would do that all day. Morton for Sale, definitely. Uh, Morton for Bueller, sure thing. Uh, Ketel Marte, I'm trading him again. But, he, again, he's been doing great. I don't think he's going to keep it up. I think Escobar has a better chance of keeping it up than Marte does. 
So Marte, I'm looking to trade Javier Baez, you know, uh, what's Trevor Story, somebody at the very top. I'm not trading him for, uh, well, I, I probably would trade him for Jose Ramirez, but right now that ship has probably sailed because Ramirez has been crushing. But if you could trade Marte and Luke Jackson for Jose Ramirez and Kenley Jansen, I'd do that all day. Steven Strasburg, ship out because he's going to get hurt. Top of the range guy again. Ramon Laureano. You know, you're packaging Laureano with somebody to get somebody like Harper or to get somebody, um, who else? JD. You know, you're not you're not going to be able to trade Laureano for, for bets or anybody like that But because uh, you'll have to have a, a second really important piece. So Laureano might, might just be more valuable on your team because he's doing really, really well. Chris Paddock, I would be packaging him as well. Maybe for the second tier, you know, someone like uh, Corbin. Probably trade Paddock for Corbin because I just don't think Paddock's going to be in the rotation all year. I think they're going to shut him down. So I don't think you're going to get as much productivity out of Paddock, even though that even though when he does pitch, he probably will do better than Corbin, or at, at least as good as Corbin. But I think Corbin will give you you know more 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 stats, more Ks, more wins. Uh, Mike Soroka, same thing. I don't think he'll be shut down, but I think that uh, you know rookies generally fade. So I'm trading Soroka for, for top-of-the-range guys or, or just that second tier of struggling guys, a Strasburg sale, things like that. Strasburg, sorry. Bauer sale, things like that. Max Muncy, I'm shipping out immediately. I've said before about Gallo, it's the same thing with Muncy. When these dudes start getting hot, you need to trade them. Trade them away because they're going to cool down. And they're going to cool down so badly that you're going to be like, man, should I even be rostering these guys? So Muncy, you're shipping away, uh, whether or not it's a package or not. But Muncy needs to go away for, for somebody who's more proven. Shane Bieber, you're trading. Mike Mana, you're trading. Josh Donaldson, you're trading before he gets hurt. Uh, Luis Castillo, Hunjin Ryu, you're trading him. Trading these guys. Luis Castillo, you might want to keep because he's having a breakout, but he's been struggling a little bit his past few starts. You know, he's a little bit inconsistent. I think he walks. Has he walked too many guys? I can't remember. But he's a little bit inconsistent. So if I could trade Castillo and go up for Max, who's injured, Castillo and somebody for Max, I'm making that deal all day long. And Max is going to be a target. For every one of these pitchers I mentioned, you know, I'm packaging them for Max. And also closers who could be jobless in, in two weeks. Luke Jackson, Carlos Martinez, Hector Neris, Shane Green, Sergio Romo, Greg Holland. Those are the ones that I came up with anyway. Um, those dudes could easily be not closers by the end of July. So right now they have value. So if you're taking take any of these guys, package them with Loriano, try to get somebody better. Package them with Chris Paddock, go for Trevor Bauer. I mean, those are trades that can really make you move. And you'll see, beginning of August, Paddock gets sent down, or Paddock's going to miss a couple starts, or Shane Green gets traded, and now he's you know third in line in New York or something. And you're sitting there with Trevor Bauer, who's cruising. Uh, those are the trades that make a difference right now. Those are what you have to go for. You really, it's time to step up a little bit. You know, you're not just uh, speculating on trades. You're trading players that have some quality to them. Uh, hopefully get more quality back so players to buy i've been saying this for weeks mike trout go get them go out and get mike trout you know you're gonna have to pay up for him if you're if you're 10th don't go get mike trout <laughs> you don't have enough to get him probably and if you do it'll be all your good players for trout he's not going to carry it to the money um but if you're 10th and you have trout you're shipping them away you're looking for players you're looking for jd and somebody good you're looking for uh, Jose Ramirez and somebody else good and somebody else good. You know, you're a two for three. You need to be trading him right away. If you're sixth, you could hang on to him and make moves somewhere else, you know, because 
if you're trading Trout, you you may trade him to somebody that could eventually pass you. So if you're look if you have, if you're sixth, I'm not trading Trout. But if you're tenth, I'm trading Trout all day long. And if you're first and second or third somewhere, you know, top four, you're going to get Trout, and you're trading away players who are who are uh, you know crushing it. Uh, Jordan Alvarez is not going to be enough, but Jordan Alvarez and maybe Rafael Devers that'll get it done. Um, so Trout, Betts, Springer, Jacob Degrom, uh, Eddie Rosario, go get him. He's been struggling a little bit since he got hurt. Tatis Jr. He's the real deal. I don't know what you what you'll trade for him. I don't know what you can get. What you, what, you know? He, I don't know what you'll be able to trade that'll be fair without overpaying. But he might even be worth a small overpay because of his power speed combination. David Dahl, go get him. Bryce Harper, go get him. Francisco Lindor. Get him if you can. You have Ketel Marte. Uh, it's time to get Lindor for sure. Uh, Joey Gallo, go get him. He's in another week. You're going to see him hit the wire. He's been. I should have put him on the ugly list because he's been absolutely horrible. Uh, but then again, you know what? What can you trade for, for for Gallo right now that would that would make it worth it? You're not trading somebody like Eduardo Escobar or Rafael Devers for him, uh, but maybe you can trade. Uh, I don't know. Jeez. Luke Jackson or somebody like that. I keep saying Luke Jackson because he's kind of the guy that I want to trade for somebody marginal. You know, I'm not trading Michael Brantley for him. Probably not. And if Brantley's on your bench, and you're not playing him because your team is that good. Then I'd trade Brantley for Gallo because Gallo, once he starts heating it up, you know, he could easily over, over overtake somebody that's in your starting lineup. Um, but even that trade's not great. But yeah, watch for Gallo. Watch him hit the wire. Keep an eye on him. If he starts, if he continues to scuffle. You know, go ahead and make a little feeler trade. And then when he starts tearing it up in August, you trade him out and go get somebody else. Uh, Eugenio Suarez, I'm not paying a ton for him. I'm not trading somebody like DJ LeMayhew for him or anybody like that. Uh, LeMayhew's LeMayhew's got staying power. I'm going to trade somebody who doesn't have staying power because Suarez is going to hit 38 home runs. You know, that's just the way it's going to be. 38, 95, or 38, 105, something like that, and hit 255 or 260. That's damn good. So if you're trading for him, it's going to need to be somebody marginal, you know, John Lester and somebody um, to go get him. Jonathan VR, I like him. Nice little, nice little power speed combination. Potential to rip off a bunch of bases second half, of the, second half of the season here. Ronald Acuna, you have to pay up for him, but he's uh, well worth it. Uh, Garrett Cole, again, it takes quality to get quality. So I'm not trading Chris Sale for Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole heads up, probably. I'd have to think about it. But, you know, somebody like Garrett Cole, you really need to package some of these players who are doing great. You know, Chris Paddock um, and Josh Bell for Garrett Cole. Easy. All day long. And it requires quality for quality. You know, if you're trading for Mike Trout, you may have to trade J.D. Martinez to somebody. Somebody a named player, you know. But what's better you know, than, than trading two guys who could easily flame out the second half. You know, if Paddock doesn't get starts, uh, if Josh Bell never recovers, because Josh Bell's been terrible his entire career. So he may have just had a, you know, his best first half of baseball his entire life. So you could be sitting there with somebody like, somebody like Cole, who's going to crush it and contend for a Cy Young, and whoever you traded him for, you know, if, if it's Bell and Paddock, you know, Bell will be, you know, hit like six home runs the second half of the season, and Paddock could you know make make like six starts. 
trading guys, those are those are more guys with perceived value than real value, in my opinion. Josh Bell has perceived value, kind of like Jesus Aguilar at the beginning of the year. He had perceived value, not real value. That's why when I drafted him, I traded him immediately before that value diminished. So somebody like Josh Bell, you want to get rid of. And kind of the same thing with Joey Gallo. He has more perceived value than real value because he goes in these prolonged slumps and hits the wire from time to time. So real value takes real value. But if you could trade perceived value for him, that's even better. And Javier Baez, who's an absolute beast. Dude's great. So you can get Baez for somebody like Ketel Marte. Ketel Marte has more perceived value a little bit than real value, but he's a good player. Um, So you're trying to get some of these players to, to make your move, you know. Sign a step up, make some trades. If you need any, need any help, email me, avgjoesfantasyyahoo.com, avgjoesfantasyyahoo.com. Also, I forgot to mention, I should mention, I always forget to mention this every time. Uh, please uh, rate me on iTunes. It really helps the podcast. So you just click a little button and, I guess, write a note. However you do it, just do it. That'd <laughs> be great. Uh, I'd appreciate it. And uh, hopefully... Uh, Oh, that's my daughter. She's awake. And hopefully uh, you guys start you know, making moves. If your teams are struggling, pick it up steam. If your teams are ahead, solidify that position. Don't don't rely on Josh Bell to carry you into the finals. You know, if you had a couple guys, you know, I saw a team, real quick, I saw a team in one of my leagues. We got Bellinger, Yelich, and Trout. And I'm like fifth. And now, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing to be in fifth. They might even have been that high. They might have been seventh. Because I, you know, I looked at their team to trade, so certainly wasn't anybody in the top three. They're like seven. They had the top three players. You know, if you if you if you have these great players, don't rely just on these guys to carry you in. You're gonna need to make some moves. Maybe trading one of these guys off, you know, to solidify somewhere else. You know, you could trade Yelich for JD Martinez and um, Chris Sale. Great trade. I'd make that all day long. Uh, somebody like Corbin, I wouldn't make it with. But you know, you may have to may have to part with one of these guys, real value, to get real value back. If you have any questions, let me know. I'm here to help. Thanks for listening, as always. Average Joe's out.